Computer, initialize Holosuite. My people were taken like that. I know what my response would be. I would do whatever was necessary to get them back. Thank you for joining us on the Janeway, the Voyager podcast, where my shield maiden co-host, Suzanne Williamson, and I, Liam Smart, or Leola Root Liam, apparently, from last fortnight, look at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favourite captain has approached things in the right way, the wrong way, or the Janeway. Before we get started with the episode today, why not give us a follow on Twitter at the Jane underscore way, and also join our Facebook community for our listeners called The Nexus. There you can discuss this episode and episodes of all of our other shows we have on Holosuite Media, including The Expanse, our Star Trek Enterprise podcast. Now, my fair lady, we aren't the only person here <laughs> this time, are we? And we teased it last fortnight. We did. We almost had her on last fortnight because I fucked up the times. Who do we have? I do believe we have... Kennedy from Women at Warp. Whoop, whoop, whoop. What? <laughs> yes, yes, hello, hello, greetings, and hail and well met. <laughs> Kapla, what the hell is going on? Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's right. Thank thanks, you thanks for, for being coming here. On. <laughs> yes, but the first thing I have to ask you sure. is wh- when we were talking mm-hmm. and about getting all the episodes confused because I'm an idiot. You said that you hated Seska. That fucking skank. Oh. That treacherous, <laughs> treacherous Cardassian whore. No, I'm kidding. I'm not slut shaming at all. She can bang whoever she wants to. No judgment. Um, but she's duplicitous, and I, I can't stand her. And I, her face just makes me want to punch it. Oh, she's Cardassian. That's what they do. Not all of them are. I mean, they. What's her face? Um. Uh, oh, geez, Zial wasn't you know oh i love to see all you didn't you didn't want to throw zial out of a out of an airlock um yeah. no nah, she was <laughs> cool her dad her dad absolutely you know what i mean garak had his moments i suppose i don't know i'm trying real hard not to lump an entire species based on a couple <laughs> of examples that's true um and i say this as i actively try to um, address and work through my prejudice against Romulans. So as I'm working my through people. that, see, I don't trust them for shit. So <laughs> I need you to, shouldn't. you know, okay, see, I need to get over that. I need to work through that. And in working through that, I'm trying not to lump other groups as well. Seska was uh, maybe, maybe because it was amplified because of the nature of Voyager's mission, right? When you're stranded mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere like that, the last thing you need is for somebody to do some treacherous shit. Um, because mm. what, what, what backup do you have in the Delta Quadrant? You know, it's already hard enough that we have to convince this 
half a crew of raggedy ass Maquis jerk faces to do shit the <laughs> Starfleet way. Now I got to worry about this treacherous ass Cardassian too. Nah, get out of here. Kick rocks. Barefoot, bitch. Bye. <laughs> so he's saying you've got like a thing for Romulans as well. Are you sure you don't just have a thing against Martha Hackett? Because she played a Romulan in uh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Ooh. That is a fair point. Maybe she's just a really good actor and she's is, fucking awesome. is selling me it. on all of that. But my, my issue with Romulans comes from a deep-rooted Klingon place more than anything else. Um, and up until Picard, I was just like, nope, you all suck. Because <laughs> <I've never, laughs> it's always something, you know? Um, I just want their shoulder pads. Oh, the, the, yeah, because they're different than the, than the Vulcan point. They got like a cool swoop kind of thing to it. The evil point. (laughs) Yeah. I I just, um, shout out to Martha Hackett for for being a convincing villainous actor because Seska sucks. (laughs) See, I tend to disagree. I love my Seska. I love Seska. You do? I love Seska. I love her. But then again, I love the duplicitous characters. I love the evil people. Like, yeah, and I'm not. I'm not upset. I love Golda Cut for that reason. Too. <laughs> oh, oh. So if we're if we're, if we're measuring villainous characters based on their their you know level of villainy, then yeah, Seska's right up there with mm. them. Um, there's there's no debating that. I feel. Um, but again, and again, this everybody's perspective is is a factor when they're looking at Trek series, right? Depending mm-hmm. on where you are yeah. in your life, how old you are, what your experience level with Trek is in general, like all those things shape your opinions on certain characters and the dynamic of the crews. And Voyager was on the air in like my preteen, like pre high school years, so I was really it was the first show that was like mine and only mine because, mm-hmm. you know. I was finally of age, you know, Tom and Harry spoke to me on a very visceral level. Like I still, <laughs> like when I go back and watch them, I'm like, oh my God, Robert Duncan McNeil. Oh my God, Garrett Wong, you know, it's like <laughs> teenage man of 1997. <laughs> oh my God. Teenage me is like, ah, my heart. So I get like super protective of the crew of Voyager because not only did they go through a lot, you know, in their in their voyage yeah, home, yeah, a little bit. they went through a whole lot of shit. The the show also gets a unfair amount of vitriol, I feel as well, for a multitude of reasons. So whenever someone threatens the safety of Voyager, I get like, hey, hey, back it <laughs> up, hey, let them let them let them just get home, man. Just leave them alone. Just they got, hands off my crew. Just let them be. They got enough to deal with. That gel pack looks infected. Just give them some space. <laughs> Get that damn cheese to sick bay. <laughs> oh, always with the cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love cheese. Except for sick bay cheese. I don't know. No, you'd probably try it anyway. Oh, probably. I'd, I'd be game. I'd be game to do absolutely anything on a on a starship. I'd be like, you need your cheese tested and taste tested. <laughs> yep, I'm down. <laughs> what happens if you get sick? It'll be fine. Dark will wave a light over it. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll try all the sick bay facilities. Like, my arm's broken. How did you do that? I broke it purposely. I just want to try that device. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But yes, um, that's good because I was going to ask you, Kennedy, what your relationship with Voyager is, but it sounds like it was your sort of your main thing when you were a kid. Yeah, like I'm I'm racking my brain now. I I feel like I was in seventh grade watching Voyager. 
Did you watch it all the way through, like from start to finish on TV, or did you jump in at a certain point? Or no, I started from from start to finish. The only nice. series that I well, no, I don't even want to say that because I've I was one of those people that that subscribed to that quote unquote new Trek version for a while there. Like I did not watch Discovery for the first two seasons. Oh wow, uh, really? I, yeah, I only got into Discovery. I think the beginning of 2020. I think I started. I think I got into it right before the pandemic, or like a couple months before the pandemic. And because I, I was hung up on the well, why are we going backwards? Right? Why are we chronologically going backwards when there is so much to explore going forward? Like. All the stuff brought back from the Delta Quadrant mission, all of the Borg hacks, all of the, mm. you know, political reconstruction after the Dominion War. Like, there are so many juicy things we could sink our teeth into. The Gamma Quadrant's just there, yeah. full of pissed off people <laughs> who are apparently really, really well developed and just don't fuck with us in any capacity. Like, le- why is that? What happened? Why are they like this? You know? Um, mm. So I was really reluctant to watch a show that was going back. Um, cause I'd been scarred by Enterprise, um, mm. until I got over that stuff too. NX era has a special place in my heart now. Now that I've gotten over whatever one needs to get over when watching Enterprise for the first mm-hmm. time. Um, no, you know, no, I, that, no, 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 no. No? That song is amazing. Okay. I was about to be like, hey, listen, listen, it's been a long road. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> getting from there to here. <laughs> Suzanne, oh, come on, Suzanne, it's your line. Your line. Your line. I'm leaving. <laughs> and yeah, first episode date, 95. So if Voyager came out in 95, that was like fifth grade for me. So I'm like 10. Mm, I was and six. S- yeah. And seeing Tom Paris and Harry Kim just individually, but also like bosom buddies like that. My my prepubescent, eventually prepubescent brain was like, "This is. Mm. <laughs> I want to. I, I want to. I'll meet you guys in the holodeck. Don't worry about the Delancey sisters. They're stuck up. <laughs> They're like, stuck up. Anyhow, you don't need both of them. You can just have one of me. Hey, it's economical, <laughs> baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. No, I um, we take the piss out of Harry a bit, but he poor yeah. Harry. Yeah, I know. Season one, Harry is not as good as later. Later, well, Harry. We killed Even him in our rewrite. We did kill him in our rewrite. Yeah, <gasps> you can't kill the baby. That's the baby. Well, he it was, was Harry. the Cardassian we need to make room spy. For Seth. Yeah, we we rewrote him to be Harry Kim Cardassian, and yeah, we wanted to put Seska on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this. Look at this usurping of responsibilities. Um, I just, my brain, I, mm, I'm trying to picture Garrett Wong as a Cardassian, and it's it's nice. It's working for you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice. Cardassians are attractive people. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, All right. Well, are we ready to start the episode? Oh, we haven't yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been recording, just just talking about the episode, <laughs> yes. So, okay, so the episode <laughs> we're looking at today is Season 1's Heroes and Demons, which IMDb gives 6.8 stars, and I think that is that about many. 6... Yeah, I think that's about 6.7 stars too many, if you ask hey. me. Ooh. Ooh. I, I actually I'm, like this episode. 
You just, you've spent the last, like, six episodes going, oh, I had to watch this fucking thing. <laughs> I have the statuette like, that applause it. made for this episode of the Doctor wait, wait, and what? Freya. You have what? They, they, they made a little statue. Did they? Yeah, it's... So they actually made a statue of Freya. They did. <gasps> oh, that's cool. Oh, oh, wow. Freya was okay. easily one of the cooler things about that episode. Yes, That's why I yes, like it, I because Freya was freaking awesome. Yeah. Right, okay. So the synopsis of it is, when Harry disappears during his Beowulf horror novel, Chakotay and Tuvok, <laughs> sent to investigate, disappear as well. What a shame. Not wanting to lose any more crew members, the Doctor's transferred to the holodeck to investigate. So it's, uh, you know, not far into season one, and then we get a holodeck episode, which I suppose you have to, you know... Realize we're going to have to have them with the Doctor being a holographic character and being a main character in his own right. Mm-hmm. We need to have something of him outside of sickbay. So, yeah, holodeck episode, meh for most of the time in Star Trek, I find. But they could have chosen something better than Beowulf, I think. Listen, yeah. I'm glad you said it because <laughs> I just, I'm not opposed to a, a holodeck episode, right? It mm-hmm. gives a bit of whimsy. Mm-hmm. It kind of breaks up some of the heavier stuff that that track can get into. And when you're looking at longer formats like Voyagers, where a season is 20 some episodes instead of, you know, 10 or 13 as we're accustomed to now, you're going to have time in your programming to play around a little bit. Um, But fucking Beowulf, like out of all of the the scores of human creative history, right? Mm -hmm. All of the historically driven cultural folklore that could have been chosen from like you pick beowulf my guy like i just the, my largest issue with this episode is the, the the tendency for the creators showrunners however you like to frame that to use eurocentric archetypes mm-hmm. as their like point of reference you know so if we're looking in at antiquity we're going to ancient rome or we're going um Catherine loved to deal with leonardo da vinci like yes. you know we're always going to if we're thinking of ancient earth we're always in europe in some capacity and it's like when you think about how much older the rest of the world is and uh-huh. how much folklore exists like mm. you could literally go anywhere else and the incas the it, aztecs anywhere the indigenous else australians yeah. like. i i would yes. love to see something about the indigenous Australians or the Pacific Islanders and the rest of that mm. part of the world or like literally anybody the fuck else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, give me something that we don't see all the time. So Beowulf is not only a tired ass property, but to see it <laughs> in, a, in a holodeck episode is like, oh, Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. They could have made it a little more interesting by making Harry play. Grendel instead of Beowulf playing against type. It could have been Harry's supposed to be Korean, right? Character, the character's supposed to be Korean or is he Japanese? Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) let's look at, right, because it's always a stretch. Let's look at, you know, some ancient level of Korean folklore where there's some like fabled thing that's plaguing a village and because yeah. those stories exist mm-hmm. everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's oh, always a BC plaguing a village who's strong enough and brave enough to fight this thing off. We shall laud him with with herbs and spices and meats and 
11 herbs and spices <laughs> yes maybe more who knows depending on what region uh here's here's some fermented grain liquids and and buxom young women i don't know whatever <laughs> the handsome young men whatever your thing is um why not both it's, hey who's picky we could we could <laughs> be Giorgio right. about it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um and i so that, that automatically was like oh here we go but you know, early Voyager, you're you're still pulling for the crew. You know, how mm-hmm. long are they going to be out here? How much time is going to take them to get as cl- close as you know that would feel like progress? So, is this another way for them to get home? Is is this alien that they end up dealing with like willing to be like, oh, hey, it's all good. You just need a ride, or <laughs> you're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's so yes, fucking Beowulf. When you say him to play Grendel, in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, yeah, but also mix it up a bit so that he's only wearing, like, a bare skin, like, pair of loin cloth. life runs. Loincloth, yes. <laughs> Kim in a loincloth. Mm-hmm, I'm down for that. <laughs> Listen, in 1995, this Kennedy would have been like, let's go. <laughs> Let me see it. <laughs> uh, also had issue with Chakotay knowing exactly what Beowulf was. I got issues with Chakotay in general. <gasps> <gasps> oh. Whoa. Okay, I'm going to let you two fight that one out. <laughs> here's here's why. Oh, man. I don't want to be incendiary on someone else's show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> do it's it, fine. Do I told Terry how much I hate you. Okay. <laughs> so, we all know how Chakotay came to be as a character and how it's all yes. jacked up that yes. the studio didn't do their fucking due diligence and find somebody who could actually consult properly on the character. So it's hard to watch the character knowing how many people are legitimately pissed off by him, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucks the joy out of it for me as well. Um, the, the really poor way they handled the indigenous representation irks me as well. It's hard to like suspend disbelief and and get into it because let's he was hot like holy shit you want to yes. talk babe like let's fucking yes. go oh i would have been if i was janeway oh my god i would have been a problem i would have been writing myself up for inappropriate conduct i'd have been <laughs> like hey listen you can either do it this way or you can do it the janeway it's up to you but i'm gonna need these duty rosters done babe you know like i would have been do me the janeway <laughs> i would have been terrible um he's a whole babe but you know when like all the things that our, our older properties and more things about behind the scenes goings on and all that stuff comes mm-hmm. to light and it, it can change your yes. perspective um, on that character. Would I love for there to be an, an indigenous first officer, like just knowing shit the way Chakotay did? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like long time overdue to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, but because of the very specific issues Going back, especially watching early Voyager, you're just like, oh, man. It's so- uh, the pan flute music. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what the fuck is... The Akuchi Moya. Uh, my spirit animal. What is, why are you letting other people touch your medicine bag? First of all, don't don't touch my medicine bag. And then girl. lie about where- it. Oh, I don't know where your hands have been. I don't know what your spirit looks like today. Don't touch my fucking medicine bag, bro. You know? Um, you can touch my spirit animal. Hey. Hey. That's oh. terrible. I'd, I'd, be a, I'd be a problem. I would be confined to quarters like Suter was for most of the run on Voyager because I would just be 
a hot mess. I'd be starting shit with my key members. I'd be a mess. Jamie would have to pull me into her office several times. Like, I I don't understand why you insist. Sorry, Janeway sounds like Catherine Hepburn to me. Um, <laughs> Captain Catherine Hepburn. Yes. USS Voyager. Oh, shit. So we open this episode with uh, the captain's log. So they're investigating some highly photonic activity in some kind of proto-star. Where they altered course again. Oh, God. Who cares if it's another like 50,000 light years out of the way? I'm going to go and have a look oh, at it. Oh, yes, we're trying to get home. Maybe. Science! <laughs> Catherine said, weird science. <laughs> <laughs> Magic and technology. Look at proto-stars. Bing, 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 bing. They're Is like, that how they got we go? seven? That's exactly how they got seven. <gasps> They're that trying to get sense. home, and Janeway's leaning out the side, the side window, the passenger window, <laughs> with with specimen cups, just collecting samples <laughs> and pausing every rest break to analyze them and blowing out gaskets and shit because her science is too hardcore. Bitch, are we doing science or are we going home? Which one is it? I just want to prepare myself <laughs> mentally and emotionally for the rest of this trek, okay? Just well, that's let me exactly know. what it feels like, isn't it? Because you're like, let's beam it aboard for some analysis. And it's like, oh, well done. You don't yeah, even know okay. what it is. It's like, yeah, right. let's just beam on this weird shit. Like, just go poke for it, it with a stick first. Don't beam it aboard. <laughs> Leave a flag. Like, ping it. Leave a beacon. Hey, we found some weird shit here. Use the coordinates. <laughs> and just keep it pushing, yo. Like, I don't have time for this. P.S. Message me if you find out anything interesting about the science. Right. <laughs> Please forward all replies to <laughs> Voyager. Captain Catherine Janeway Sciences at gmail.com. <laughs> right? Captain Catherine Janeway at Voyager.starfleet.org.gov or whatever the, the suffix would be on that one. <laughs> but I mean, if you even think about it, like, is it the right thing to do to just pull on some random shit that you don't know what it is onto the no. ship? No. <laughs> no <laughs> like surely they could have sent out a shuttle to investigate it's like no let's just take this bit of a star and plonk it inside my ship they did um did they send a probe that's protocol they had to have probed it no i'm mm-hmm. fairly sure they just beamed some they just shit beamed into it her. right in yeah i would have been a mess on that ship <laughs> <laughs> i would have been a mess because i definitely would have been a lower decker on voyager which means i would have been the biggest problem because without rank and responsibility like you're gonna hear my mouth <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna bring it up to chakotay every week like yo bro are we going home or are we on a science mission i just i just need to know for my own <laughs> mental health <laughs> what's happening here because y'all say we're going home and we keep changing course so i just head in the wrong direction it's like, no why have judgment? they come across these people again? Like, what the fuck? No, I <laughs> mean, hey, behind. I, who doesn't love dealing with some ornery-ass Kazon jerk faces? Sure, but I just want to know, are mm-hmm. we going home or are we sciencing? Because I, I just, just need can't to handle. <laughs> <laughs> so some sort of issue happens and Belana stands there. She's like, oh, I just don't get it. And Jamo's like, move out the way, bitch. This is my time to shine. Press his button. Oh, it's my problem now. That's because Bolana was like, this is not the coordinates for home. This is not. <laughs> I don't understand anything that's not going in that direction. So, it's like, I don't, I don't know. The coordinates that way. <laughs> right, 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 right. Especially but since you're right. it was only supposed to be like 15% improvement to the energy that they had right now. It's like, why are you making all this effort for 15%? <laughs> Beaming a fucking star onto the ship. 
Yeah. Like, that's... Aside from the fact that, like, at this point in that first season, they've made adjustments, right? With the mess hall, with um, power reserves, and, and all types of, you know, just shipwide adjustments to their situation. And if you don't know exactly how long it's going to take to get home, it, I can understand at least being curious about other mm. forms of energy, other methods of of converting that energy, you know, all the science mm-hmm. part. That go- I, I can, as much as I'm roasting Janeway, like, I totally can't say that I wouldn't be like, oh, well, maybe it doesn't do this. Like, I, I would get into <laughs> it. Um, but... Being as how we're the first ones out here in Starfleet, that means our biofilters have no point of reference mm-hmm. for anything out here. None of these people, none of these atmospheres, none of these materials. So I'm not letting anybody on my ship until I've done a full, you know, spectrum scan on what they have on a molecular level. Like if we can survive it, then you can come onto the ship and we can talk about it. And that goes for inanimate objects too. I'm not beaming random shit in here. Like, whoa, (laughs) did we, have we worked on our filters? Hmm? Have we developed new filter technology? Do we have a contaminant system that's like got three levers of backup? No, then don't bring on my fucking ship. Don't do it. We can put a pro wave a light over it. See what it is. (laughs) And and put somebody put Tom in an EVA suit. He likes going outside. Put Tom in an EVA suit. Have <laughs> him wave a light over it, and then we'll see what we can do. But don't bring that shit on here. It's gonna kill us. Oh, let's just leave it here for once. Um, but yeah, so Janeway is like, I finally get the shit on the on board, and Janeway's like, I want the analysis done quicker. And then she and then I find this a weird scene, and like clearly they couldn't think of a better segue to bring in like the whole Harry Kim storyline into it. She's like. Well, I think we should do this quicker. How about that young Harry Kim? I hear he's doing nothing these days. <laughs> it's like, what are young whippersnapper doing? I don't know, being traumatized because his first mission out of fucking Starfleet on the other side of the goddamn galaxy with no <laughs> end in sight? Leave that kid alone. Let him play his on the Without his mummy. Without his mummy. Let him play on the holodeck for a second. Leave mm-hmm. him alone. <laughs> so it's at this point in the episode where I'm like, Janeway's hair's different. We've got a new hairstyle. I loved it. It, it was, was it was actually her natural hair. Like they they oh, actually yeah. didn't bother putting a wig on her this for this episode apparently. Nice. Oh, nice. And then they didn't like it, and then it went back again a couple of episodes later. Poor Mole grew. Like she went through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that bun thing must have been heavy as well. Uh, like that's a lot of hair. hair. I I know they probably hacked that. That was mostly foam. <laughs> that was one of those little. That was one of those little foam a little sponges bumpet. that gives you. Yeah, that gives you volume, and they just combed like tracks over it to make it look more voluminous because so it would have been heavy. Gaze on hair. Yeah, the foam in the gaze on hair. That's except- gorilla glue and chew toys. Oh, <gasps> too soon. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Too soon. She's good though. We're good. Who keeps glue where they do their hair? Like, well, it's under the sink. It's under the sink. You yeah, keep everything under there. Put like, in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah if there's, he keeps glue in the bathroom. That's because weird. if there's, if there's a, um, <laughs> uh, if there's like a, like if your uh, plumbing leaks mm-hmm. or has issues with, you know, whatever, because some houses are old and don't, you know, some everybody's got the resources to just completely just do a slap refitting. Some on there. Just spray it down real fast yep. and, and keep it pushing because they know that it's not going to leak or, or fail in some way. Um, I don't think I've got any glue in my house. 
But she's good and looked way better than the Kazon did to bring it back to <laughs> you bringing it up in the first place. I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> oh, say we go off on tangents, but our tangents are circular, which then doesn't really make it a tangent. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a roundabout. Maths. It's a roundabout, exactly. So uh, she calls Kim. Kim isn't on the ship. Now, in my opinion, this would have been a good place for us to go to a like the credits, but no, it carries on. Tuvok and but Chakotay. she did look concerned as she opposed did, actually, to, she did. you know, other times. She had a lot of stunned mullet faces this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when she wanted to send Neelix off, she's like, nah, whatever, you can keep his lungs. Speaking of, there was no Neelix. It was glorious. It was, um, it would have made the episode possibly better. In fact, Are what they should have done me? is had Neelix, they should have had Neelix play Unferth or something because I <laughs> fucking hated Unferth. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm thinking if, of a different episode. There was no Neelix. No. No, there wasn't Neelix. No, you're right. I had to give Neelix a, a, another, I had to give him a break because I didn't like him the first time around. And then I, you know, accepted him as he was <laughs> and then was able to realize oh yeah he is kind of an asset because without neelix they would have been fucked yeah <laughs> they neelix was annoying in the fucked. first few seasons but like at the but, end of voyager he was all right but his usefulness for the first season wore off after the first two episodes he didn't know anything about people he didn't know where they were going oh i've never seen that except when it came to leola root he knew exactly where that shit was hey <laughs> Listen, Leola Root, this funky looking ginger knob, will save the day. <laughs> exactly. Um, where was I? So, yeah, Tuvok and Chakotay realize that he's in the holodeck and that, oh, God, some shit's happened. And like, of course it has. It's that fucking photonic energy. But nope, they don't know that yet, do they? Because they're fucking blind to obvious science. Um, but we. Yeah. Wait, that's interesting, because I do have a note here. Uh, my note says, Tuvok quickly deduced Harry left the ship by unconventional means. Mm-hmm. This crew was already prepared to accept outlandish shit. Yeah, so <laughs> Enterprise D would have been like, well, what is it? There would have been a whole conference room about it. Well, what, what were the readings like? Do you it would have been a two-parter for TV. <laughs> yeah. It would have been a, a whole, it would have been an international incident if they had accidentally lost somebody on the ship, you know? Mm-hmm. Tuvok was instantly like, well... Some shit is awry. And everybody was like, cool, let's science. <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. So I have to give it to them on on that tip. You know, they yeah. as, as many as many failings as there are in Voyager when it comes to writing, there are certain parts where you're like, okay, the writers did read the room and see what we were sick of as an audience of, of dealing mm-hmm. with. Because you're right, Liam, that would have been a two-parter over the course of like, that would have been a season finale into a season premiere, <laughs> and we would not have seen. We would have gotten like bits and pieces of Harry's uniform strewn throughout the hall. Like it would have been an ordeal, and well, we just don't understand what could have happened. So, Tuvok was just like, "Nope, this is it. Let's get him." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then talking of Tuvok, anyone with a hand fetish now would probably get their rocks off because we get a nice close up of oh Tuvok's hands just playing with the pa- panels. It's like. Why are we? Why are we so close to his hands? Like weird framing of that scene. He's got nice hands. Yeah, but and then it always makes me laugh because he's like they're tapping on the screen and they're like, oh, it seems like this is happening, and we can literally see the screen and nothing's changing because <laughs> obviously it's 1995 and they can't do that kind of shit yet. But I don't know it's just strange. 
<laughs> Kennedy's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is I mean, the kind no, of things right. I pick on. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice it. I look whenever I, whenever I see Tuvok, I, I think of like other things. Like Tuvok speaks to me on a, a deeply visceral level that I didn't so get the first one. time around. <laughs> yeah, oh. the first time around, I was just like, it's "Fucking Vulcans, you guys are so ugh, all the time." And then as I've gotten older and watching Voyager again, like I. I just have a whole other, and a lot of this is shaped by my my uh, your away team co-host who loves 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 Tuvok and has analyzed him for completely different reasons than I have, and he brought this to my attention. It's like Tuvok's face as the seasons go on, like the space between mm-hmm. his eyebrows gets smaller and smaller and smaller <laughs> and, and smaller. Oh yeah, he, the the more the longer they out there, the more annoyed Tuvok gets. Like he never quite just, you know, accepts the facts. I mean, he he accepts the fact that they're out there for the long haul, but his patience is directly measurable by the spaces between his eyebrows and whenever Neelix comes into the room, that space oh, contracts yeah. instantly. It's like it's like watching pupils dilate. It's bizarre. Comes a mono, Vulcan monobrow. Yo, it's, it's just <laughs> So I say that to say, like, Tuvok just had the air of somebody who, you know, it's just, I just want to do my job and clock out. Yeah. <laughs> and That's you amazing. Guys, I've never noticed that. <laughs> you guys are just, it's just, it's always, like, I get it. We're he- out here. This is, this is the track now. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> this is, this is, this is the mission. It's a long road. Getting, getting from there, there to here, yeah. Oh, it's been a long road. My time is finally here to go to my fucking quarters and get away from y'all because you don't understand need personal to meditate. space. Yes. My eyebrows can't yes. get any closer together. Yes. Tuvok is always like, I just need to get the hell away from you and meditate because <laughs> you're not you're not respecting my boundaries as a Vulcan or as a crew member. So I'm just I just need to go. So I look at mm-hmm. Tuvok, I'm I'm measuring, I'm gauging. <laughs> and what, on a scale of one to piss the hell off, where is he annoyed today? <laughs> <laughs> They're all there, 14 millimeters apart. I'm guessing he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> There's no crease in his, in his forehead today. He must be in a good mood. <laughs> mm. I learned some eyebrow math. It's a whole course at Starfleet Academy. <laughs> Wait till you notice the Tuvok bop. That's the best part. The what? The Tuvok bop. What's the Tuvok bop? Okay, so the Tuvok bop. If you notice, next Voyager episode you watch, if they're in the council in the conference room or or just talking like as a group, close quartered, mm-hmm. when everybody like breaks, you know, mm-hmm. ready break, they go into their next part of the conversation. Everybody else just kind of turns and walks away. Tuvok hits you with a dip and then leaves. Like it's got this, it's it's got this cool, so cool behind like smooth ass. Jazz oh, yes, old man thing. He just hits you with a bop and then leaves. And then if you want to talk his eyebrows, right? The the sassier he is, like the sassier his point is, the more pronounced the bop is. So if it's like, you know, straight to business, the bop will be barely noticeable because there's shit that needs to get done, right? It's <laughs> my business bop. But if he says, like, if he's got to say something smart, because Tuvok always had them little smart things to say at the side of his oh, face. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bop, and it'll change your life. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Shout right, out to well, Tim Russ for making things interesting. <laughs> yeah. The Tupac Bop. 
Fuck it out. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, when we have to watch Cathexis, I'm gonna be like, "Well, here we go. Where are we?" <laughs> oh, and I'm just gonna be like, "Fucking hell, Canada! You're gonna ruin my Voyager experience for the next seven years." <laughs> I've enhanced. I've enhanced <laughs> your enhanced Voyager experience. It, yeah. The Tuvok Bop is one of the. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, so we go into the holodeck. Oh. Um, and I have to say, like, they've done an awesome job at the nature scenes whenever they make these sets because I always think that mm-hmm. they're real and I'm like, where are they filming? So I do, I do <laughs> kind of like stage. those nature scenes. <laughs> <laughs> stage C. <laughs> <laughs> Five foot away from the bridge. Uh, so we're in the holodeck and they're like, oh, what's happening? And then the credits roll. So then we get some nice credits. And very briefly, because I like to ask this of everyone, Kennedy, the credits do you love them or do you hate them? Are they your best credits in Star Trek? Because if you think they're not, then you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the theme song, I only skip it if I'm pressed for time. That's the only reason. You don't skip that theme song because you're annoyed by it. I'll skip TNG. Oh, yeah, um, I skip TNGs. And I, I skip TOS. And if I have time, I'll watch Enterprise. But generally, I I have to skip that because I'm... I'm doing other things with Enterprise. It's become a pet project of an analysis of why people hate the NX era. Um, <laughs> Voyager, yeah, yes, you, we don't we don't skip intro for, no, for just, Voyager. It's, it's calming. Also, I yeah. can't believe we're 45 minutes into recording and we've only just got out of the cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rest of it is pretty straightforward. Like it is. It's it's, yeah. it's Picardo being like, a I'm boss. sorry, it's the EMH. Dealing with Freya and, you know, learning that, hey, even EMHs can have electromagnetic uh, hormones. That's what the H stands for. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is exactly what it stands for. <laughs> um, so, Tuvok and Chakotay, after the credits, are in the uh, holodeck and they realize it's Beowulf and... Chakotay explains what it is for anyone who hasn't watched Beowulf, because I've never seen, or it's not seen, I've never read Beowulf or knew anything about it until Voyager. Neither's Kennedy, by the looks of things. Suzanne? Um, well, Do you know Beowulf? A little bit. I know enough okay. that Freya, Rothgar's daughter, her name is never mentioned in, Be- in Beowulf at all. So they just made up a name. Yeah. No, there is. There is someone called Freyru or something? Not in Beowulf. They just mention Rothgar's daughter. They don't give her oh, name. Oh, okay. Well, it's cool that they created Freya then. Um, but I've written down and I've written down in pretty much all my notes that she's Brienne of Tarth. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> she wishes she could be Brienne of Tarth. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we stand Gwendolyn Christie in this house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was one of my favorite characters in Game of Thrones, actually. I She's really the Wonder her. Woman we deserve. I mm-hmm. said it. Mm-hmm. I said Agreed. it. I said it. If anyone has problems with me saying that <laughs> when you publish this episode, you can give them my email address and we can fight about it. Oh, <laughs> see, I think Gina Torres was the Wonder Woman we deserved. Mm. Is she from Firefly and Suits? Yes. Yeah, yes. I would have given... I would have I would have wanted Gina Torres to be like Hippolyta or something or one of the generals. I she's don't always... really have much context for. Oh, Wonder you know, you know Wonder Woman lore. Get up on your Wonder Woman lore. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real, Lucy Lawless should have been Hippolyta, but that's a whole other. Yeah. 
ball of wax. We're getting distracted. Sorry. Liam's like, can we just talk about Voyager, please? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just, I just can't contribute because I've got no, I don't know. I don't have my Wonder Woman lore down pat, as we That's know. That's right. Don't, just don't, don't take it from the movies. Don't do that. Watch the animated no. ones or read the books. Mm, okay. Uh, so, Brand of Tarth is spouting some shit and um, just talking and stuff. And Tuvok was interacting. And you just look at Chakotay's face in this. And he's like, hello, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beg you because his face looked like a predator in this. And, but, and I'm wondering, that is that more like Beltran being a bit like that? And not Probably. really like getting into the scene because it looked like he was just totally out of his acting there. He was like... I don't know what the fuck I've signed up for seven years for. <laughs> he didn't even know it was going to be seven years. At that point, he was like, is this going to get a second season? Are we the ones? Is this the Star Trek series that doesn't make it? He's like, please, because I don't want to do this acting anymore. <laughs> and then we get my favorite line of the whole entire episode. And I just wanted to A, vomit, B, I laughed, and C, I've just wrote Kim in big capital letters and an exclamation mark and a question mark. Hair straight and raven black, eyes bright with fierce fire, the burning gaze of a hero. And I'm like, that's the baby. I'm not gonna lie, turning me on, but <laughs> but I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't sort of explain Kim like that. Oh, I would. I- but then again, you know, I'm watching it from a different lens at that point. I was like, yeah, you're right. He's all those things. <laughs> I was like, yes, take me away. Take me away, Raven Black Hair Man. So, oh, just. Garrett Wong does have some great hair, though. Like, historically. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's very 90s hair as well. Just just thick and luxurious. And now it's all long. I just want to put a big braid in it. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and then. And then I'm going to point this out. I'm going to put it in front of my camera. I've written, I hate this episode. (laughs) Here. Oh, yeah, you did write that. (laughs) Wow. Because I actually hate this episode. And then it's at this point where I actually forgot to write stuff down and I had to rewind it because I'm like, oh. And then I was Mm -hmm. even more annoyed because I had to watch more of it. And the same thing again. Yeah. Um, It was Doctor's first away mission. So Mm -hmm. he was all, you know, had his little lunch pail. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> with his with his note from his captain in it. Encourage an him throughout the- Yeah, yeah. I do have to question why didn't Janeway opt to just shut down the holodeck? Oh, because they would have lost Kim though, wouldn't they? Because they didn't Yeah, they- their their signatures know- were They didn't know that for sure. Because they weren't on the ship. Yeah, true. It wouldn't have been the end of the world though if they lost Kim, let's face it. Hey, 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 now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, for uh, teenage Kennedy's uh, hormones, oh, that might have been oh a little gosh. bit sad. As <laughs> losing Harry Kim is unacceptable. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was something to do with their their patterns being inaccessible. Like, it's not like pattern buffers, like with a transporter accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was something about where their their molecular signatures were. I guess. That usually I, I, doesn't stop her, though. She probably figured, all right, I don't fucked up enough today. Let me just do the rest of this by the book. <laughs> that has to be her metric. Like, because you got to imagine if you're, if you're on this long ass journey home and you are compelled to do science, it's like, mmm, mmm, how much, mmm, all right, how many corners do I cut yeah. safely? You know, and I figure at that point she'd probably cut all the corners she felt comfortable 
doing. Once she found out poor Harry, we, we, the wee ensign, the wee lamb had been lost. She said, oh no, send my bestie and my first officer. Go get that child. She's, ba- she's basically mummy to him. Um, yeah. <laughs> back in the holodeck, we're taken to dinner and I've written down the, the king because I couldn't get his name. I've called him the Santa King because he looks like Santa. Rothgar, yep. Yeah. So Santa King Rothgar. gets a frosty <laughs> welcome and he's whiny that Kim or Beowulf failed and he's whiny for all sorts of things. And then he talks about Grendel. As, and I'm fairly sure Grendel was like a monster of like darkness and stuff and came at night to steal mm-hmm. people, pretty much like this thing's doing. But it's kind of interesting that it turned out to be a light, like a thing made of light they were calling Grendel. Um, but yeah, Santa just gives up. Like Christmas is cancelled. There's no hope at all. Um <laughs> It's kind of the island of misfit toys. <laughs> Pretty much. So that's where Kim's gone <laughs> to be to be played with. Ooh. <laughs> hey there. Um, <laughs> good, good heavens. <laughs> and then I've written down that only death lives here now. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, this is so melodramatic. I mean, it's <sighs> Beowulf for you. Um, yeah. I've got some weird notes here. After Doctor's the First Away mission, I have Kess is adorable. She might have said something encouraging to him at that point. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. recall. Um, and then I'm like, oh, this note said shrooms. Someone was eating mushrooms, I'm assuming. When? When? Hey. <laughs> no, Freya was picking mushrooms to make a tea. Ah, oh, she was, that was, but they she were poison mushrooms. Oh, she tried to dose right. them. That's what it was. That's why I got that note for shrooms. Um, I was like, wow, <laughs> this, is, this is blatant. Um, and then there was the line about how elk... And how game was really bountiful in the area. And my 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 line is, elk is bountiful before the forest was colonized. Fancy that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly what I write. It's like, no shit. Fancy that. How dare all of these things die out as we eat them. The way the doctor was eating that, it reminded me of eating a turkey leg at Disney World. Or like a, a Renfair or something. giant freaking yeah. turkey leg. Just, Yeah. I've written down as well, uh, Unforth, Unferth, sorry, is totally illogical, tells him to go away, and then Tuvok outlogics him, and it's like, well, this is a pointless bit of scene. And then Unferth turns into a Klingon, because it's like, oh, there are no songs of what? your deeds, no stories oh. of your battles. And I'm like, is this, is this, is Unferth who they based Klingons off of? Like, <laughs> I saying, thought I totally missed a part. I was like, he turned into a Klingon? I didn't see that. <laughs> no, I, I noticed just that too. Words. I was like, oh, he's singing the song of my people. <laughs> 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 I will not respect you unless you try to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, Unforth, Unferth was just so stupid. Like, he was my problem. I found out later on in the episode that he was my whole entire problem with this episode was just how stupid that character is and how annoying he was. Well, yeah, and he killed Freya, <laughs> and that was fucked up. Yeah, I know, exactly. And then he tried blaming it on the doctor, the emergency medical hormone. <laughs> emergency medical hormone. <laughs> so Chakotay tells Chakotay and Tuvok tell Janeway, and then when they said that Kim is killed, she's like, <gasps> she takes it so personally, and her face is like... She, that's because she knew his parents were going to get in that ass if she had the audacity to come home without that child. She knew. And she knew as a Starfleet captain, oh shit, I've lost my ensign. And then she went, oh shit, the Kims are going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> um, now who's going to be the ensign? Oh my gosh. 
Right. Yes. They asked to stay. Sorry, they asked to stay. And I've got down that we got another Jane May decision where Jane was like, give me all of your data. I want to analyze it. So that's back to Jane May sciencing that shit up. Mm-hmm. A right thing? I mean, it's- she's trying to solve a problem. So probably, yeah. Yeah, it is a right thing. I would say, rounding up my notes, uh, the doctor clearly has a thing for statuesque blondes. <laughs> um, so does Robert Picardo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, aha. Uh-huh. So that makes I mean, sense get, now. Get me a tall Swedish boy and I will too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, there it is. One of the notes says, pretty obvious it was a life form. Tuvok would have figured that out. Yeah. So I feel like that was a very kind of it was kind of interesting way that the writers kind of told on themselves a little bit like mm-hmm. give Tuvok a, a couple more minutes he would have figured out oh this is a life form we've clearly accidentally abducted something we should probably just give it back yeah mm-hmm. they're just like no he has to get abducted before he figures it out because then the episode's <laughs> only 20 minutes <laughs> um so it was it was interesting to see how they kind of played with their most pragmatic character in this episode Right, because Tuvok yeah. in the beginning instantly is like, "Well, this is the problem." Um, you know, uh, yeah. Harry's in some trouble. I know exactly why. Let's go get him. Sometimes they got to make him a little bit stupider to make the forty-five minute episode. The same thing about how they nerf Kess, just because yeah. she could solve a lot of shit with her mind bending, mind melting right. abilities. Right, right, right. One thing I did enjoy though it was like the nice little talk that Tuvok and Chakotay had about like why he doesn't understand why ancient cultures have so many like monsters and demons in their stories etc and to and chicote explains that it's a way for people to explore feelings as it's like a representation of their dark side in a way mm-hmm. so i thought that was cool and then like the joke that says <laughs> that there's nothing in tuvok and nothing in vulcan literature about monsters and chicote's like well Guess that accounts for its popularity. <laughs> yeah, you little microaggression. Keep that shit over there, dog. Like anybody asked you for that. I'm, and it's it's funny because as I work through my prejudices against Romulans, I'm super protective of how people try to change Vulcans. Mm-hmm. Right? All of the discourse around Vulcan characters is, oh, well, you need to do this, or you need to lighten up, or what have you even tried experiencing them? Stop. Like, just stop, stop, stop trying to make this person do something that you're comfortable with so that you can feel comfortable because not only is that fucking rude, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also like physiologically bad for them. Like, you will break this person's brain and they are a lot stronger than you. So you should probably let him brood over here for a second. Let that man alone with his plomeek soup and mind your fucking <laughs> business. <laughs> Don't you dare put Leo Root in it. Right. Don't, don't, don't. Just plomeek soup. No bloody A, B, C, or D. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Back on the bridge, they've analyzed the data and realized it's the photonic energy, and Belana thinks it happened when they brought that sample aboard, and it's like, really? Duh. Like, (laughs) duh. (laughs) Um. Grendel is then about to appear in the holodeck and Janeway and Chakotay say it's advisable to stay, so Janeway lets them. Fucking stupid, let's leave my first officer and mm-hmm. my second officer in front of something we don't know and then go the way of the answer. That's already eaten Harry. Yeah. It's like, why why, why would you do that? Why can't you just be like Ensign Nobody in there? 
Because she figured, she Anyone figured, Har- a fucking trike order, <laughs> right? But she figured Harry got caught because he was being young and dumb. She didn't want to lose another young dumb crew member. She said, "Hey, let me put my best, let me put my bestie on it, my bestie and my best officer, because they'll figure it out." Chakotay could punch it. <laughs> he could, he could, he could dazzle it with his with his weird, of, uh, offensive <laughs> mysticism, and distract him. My people have a saying. Right, long enough for Tuvok to hit him with that pinch, neutralize the issue. <laughs> He'll Kuchimoya it to. Lord. And then I've just written, oh dear, they're gone. Move on. <laughs> so then we end up somewhere. I couldn't work out where we're on the ship, and then like they science the storyline and just you know tell us what science we've taken today. It's a matter conversion nodes are fucked or something and then we get tom like in a bit of a scene where he's not normally in like explaining the science as well because they've taken the science character away in tuvok and harry so tom's like awkwardly explaining shit i can science too tom is 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 mediocre white guying his way into the conversation (laughs) (laughs) pretty much (laughs) considering what he was like in parallax when he's like I don't understand it. Does anyone else understand this this science? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You so want me to fly stuff? I can do that math. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's bro. let's count. Gonna fly, yes. yeah. fly yeah. shit. Yeah. I had a semester let's- of biology. <laughs> <laughs> I had a sem- I had a semester of biology, and I was a field medic for six months. But you want me to do some advanced warp core thermodynamic calculus, bro? Let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they decided the EMH goes in there and uh, when they go and tell the doctor this is like the weirdest framing as well like the doctor is sitting down and then you've got the others like standing over the top of him in the background it was just the most bizarre and I guess it's because of the aspect ratio again you know like how last episode Suzanne they were basically <laughs> inside each other that's because they have the three way the ready room they were, sounds well, yeah. delicious <laughs> <laughs> The dog still looked so short because he was sitting down and Janeway like guilts him into putting him in to his first away mission. And then we get to that bit where you were talking about Kennedy, about Kess being like super sweet and kind and perceptive. And oh, I love Kess. <sighs> I wish Kess stayed on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am still kind of, I've accepted the character because I didn't really like her at first. Really? Um, no, that, that whole she be tiny but mighty trope is a little tired to me um oh, i've never looked at it like that but I suppose. yeah when it comes to like women's representation a lot of things it's always only recently has started to include people that don't fit that mold so i was always like Ugh. and then got over that and realized you know the, the value of having Cass mm-hmm. on board but mm. didn't she have wasn't she dealing with like bullshit from producers or something and that's why she left or I don't think anyone really knows why Jennifer Lean left the show. I mean, we know that they wanted to bring on Seven of Nine mm-hmm. and that the, there was supposedly a money thing how they only wanted nine main characters, so someone mm-hmm. had to go. Mm. And there's that rumour about Harry Kim st- going but then kept because Garrett Wong was one of the sexiest men alive in 1997, according to a magazine. But yeah. then there's also talk about... Yeah. I've, I've read that Kess was... Hold on, hold on. A magazine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> multitudes of preteen trackers would agree. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all right. And then, but then there was also supposedly rumors about Jennifer Lean being awkward on set, and, and apparently that all the 
main cast were begging Rick Berman and Jerry Taylor for her to stay. And yeah, it's just a whole load of shit. And I don't think anyone's ever going to know because unfortunately yeah. Jennifer Lean's not in the best situation in her life right now and probably won't ever say anything about it. And Rick Berman's Rick Berman, so. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting how that, that 25th anniversary or whichever year it is documentary that they're putting out on Voyager is like, uh, uh, it's more of an expose at this point. Like what's the spill the tea? Like mm-hmm. what? Better, better be. Yeah. At this point, like, mm. sorry, I'd go l- ahead. I'd love to know. <laughs> I'd love to. The know. emergency medical hormone has his first away mission, his first away <laughs> sure mission does. and a first contact mission as well. Something that typically mm-hmm. takes years of vigorous diplomatic training and, you know, international political scrutiny nope just throw my doctor in here <laughs> we're gonna and hope he comes back not even gonna bother to like download all of the diplomatic protocol into his just, just shove yeah. just shove it in teams just kind of time for that there. ain't nobody got time for that right <laughs> my my baby's on this on this holiday go get my child i don't want the wrath of mrs kim <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, okay, this this is this is it because I've just written a question mark because this is obviously a decision to send the doctor. Now she's just lost her first officer. She's just uh-huh. lost her chief of security slash second officer. Now she's sending Main a chief medical dude. officer in. Main mm-hmm. ops dude yeah. is gone. Yeah. So now she's sending in a chief medical hormone, and <laughs> like, I don't, I I don't know. Like, is it the right thing to do? Is it the wrong thing to do? Or is it she's just like fuck it? This just is keep throwing way. people at it. Yeah. Just keep like, throwing people. What kind of decision is it? I don't. I don't know where to place this one. Um, because there's logic in the EMH going in because yeah, it is a hologram, right? And but, conceivably, if she backed up his program, if the same thing happened to him, like if she lost him the way she lost her other crew members, she could just reboot the program and try again. You know um, she didn't back that shit up. <laughs> you know, <she> <laughs> oh why did the chorus of back that thing up just get in my head and now i've got visuals of janeway trying to turk on the bridge <laughs> just have a cocktail break in the mess hall girl you look good when you back that thing <laughs> janeway just throwing it somewhere everybody being appalled i want to see this harry harry <laughs> wanting to look but not but knowing that he shouldn't look, but totally is looking. Because <laughs> she's, she's mummy, right? Yeah. You don't want to look, but holy cats, cap, I didn't know you could do that. Oh Chakotay's jaw is on the floor. <laughs> yeah. He's thinking, of, he's thinking about all types of things. He's thinking about more than duty rosters. <laughs> he's, oh, like a co- he's like a coochie boy, eh? Hey. <laughs> coochie boy, hey? <laughs> Tuvok's just standing there going... Well, Captain, it appears you have drunk drunk too much again. <laughs> Tuvok is the perfect best friend. He's the mom friend that is like, Captain, well, I appreciate the fact that you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> Starfleet Protocol would dictate that dropping it like it's hot in front of lower crew members might not be the best example. Hun, get your ass up. What are you doing? <laughs> Surely does not get low, low, low. <laughs> Girl, get your ass up. What are you doing? (laughs) Sorry. Again, this is why I'd be a hot mess on a... On a a starship, I would be the Um, worst. I get called into that office all the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> I aspire to be Michael Burnham, but I'm definitely a Be- Beckett Mariner. I can't even yeah. hold it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. So she she did not she didn't back up her EMH, her emergency yeah, medical hormone. Control C she- doesn't exist then. <laughs> <laughs> Control C the You just can't put them on a thumb drive. We don't have a nice linear chip for this. We don't have any extras. What? What do you mean we don't have any extras? Shit. <laughs> Tom, replicate me an extra isolinear chip. God damn it. Sir, the EMH is out of his replicator rations today, man. <laughs> you can have one of mine. This shit is annoying. <laughs> uh, so, 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 what is it? Right? Wrong? Or Janeway? Like. Um, it's not really uh, having a pie and cake and eating it, like or whatever the saying is. Um, oh, this is a hard one. I I would I would say it's the Janeway, yep. because like most things in Voyager, there was no frame of reference, so she was playing by the seat of her pants. It's not like mm-hmm. that's something that could have been, you know, referenced in the in the database. Like, hey, how do I deal with? Three disappearing crew members on my own ship. Let me look in the ship. manual. Look this up. <laughs> Let me just, manual. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Subsection B. Foreign objects in your holodeck. Here we go. <laughs> just shake it a couple times. They'll fall out. Um, Did you try so, rebooting it? Right. Did you try turning it on and turning it back? Have you... <laughs> <laughs> have you hit it with WD-40? Have you hit it with canned air? Um, have you spilled any liquids on it? Um, when was your most recent update? Ah, see, there's your problem. You didn't update last time. That's why the new update, the new fixes, came with <laughs> biological components to make sure this doesn't happen. Next time, Catherine, I need, you to monster. Up- <laughs> yeah, I need you to... I need you to update your shit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I would say Janeway, just because you know, like go for it. There's, yeah. there's no, there's no way for her to. I feel like she did the best she could. I don't know if I would have put both of my top officers on it. <laughs> Me personally, I just would have put Chakotay in there after mm-hmm. after Harry and kept and kept Tuvok a little close to my chest. But <laughs> mm-hmm. that's also because I, I, you know, have the hindsight to know that. He figured Shit. it out. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I, suppose, I suppose we're only in the 11th, it's probably the 11th week, let's face it, of their trip. <laughs> Shit goes wrong all the time. Um, so in the holodeck, we, uh, oh, so we have the name comment about, like, we are going to have a name and he thinks we have a name and then we get the grand reveal of that name in the holodeck. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we finally see the Doctor out of his natural habitat. Brianna Tarth is there again firing her arrows. <laughs> and then it's like... Fucking Schweitzer. They've named him Schweitzer. Schweitzer. It's stupid. It's a stupid name (laughs) for a stupid holodeck program on a stupid episode. Albert Schweitzer is not a stupid name. Well, I I mean, yeah, Albert Schweitzer was like a man of something or other that did some shit, but. (gasps) He was a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) But. The whole thing is like the person who wrote this, who's also the person who adapted The Expanse, might I add, to being to TV, um, basically said, I put Schweitzer in there as a joke to have Vikings shout Schweitzer. That's the whole That's the whole reason he's called Schweitzer. So? It's just... I'm done. It's stupid. What anyway. do you want him to be named? I don't know. Anything. Schnitzel. Is his first name Wiener? Wiener. I have no Wiener idea Wiener Schnitzel? Is. What's what's this Wiener Schnitzel? Wiener Schnitzel is delicious. It is. I will tell you. 
(laughs) What is is that? It's a pork cutlet pounded really thin, breaded, and fried. Oh, okay. I only eat chicken schnitzel. You can do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there's a vegan schnitzel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're just basically pressing it real flat and then breading it to fry Mm -hmm. it. That's the schnitzel part. And, okay, and then with a parmigiana on top of it. Oh, chicken parmigiana. Anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> with garlic bread. Whole... Don't forget the garlic bread. And cream. Okay, all right, all right, let's focus. <laughs> uh, so he says that your people must value him greatly, and the doctor's like, oh, well, yeah. You would think. You'd think so. <laughs> uh, back to Santa King, and we get this whole <laughs> shit all over again about him whining and whinging and oh god and i can't even read my writing here so i'm just going to skip that part but i just literally write santa is just a fucking wimp um well, with cool him whining that- and everything wouldn't that make santa krampus and not santa mm. it would do actually mm. yes um it's cool that when the doctor fought um unfirth that he just went photonic and was like oh just fuck this shit and he just you know has the the sword go straight through him mm-hmm that, they were like, cool. witchcraft? What <laughs> matter of sorcery is this? Burn him at the stake! <laughs> Burn him! <laughs> oh, how Lord Snitzel, they say. And, um, <laughs> I thought of the witch fights. <laughs> oh, hail Lord Schnitzel. <laughs> oh, God. Paging um, Dr. Schnitzel. <laughs> Um, so then the doctor goes back to that munching on the elk thing that he spoke about earlier and they sort of get that weird storyline about the measles and then Santa and Snitzel talk about the doctor and says that he doesn't have a childhood, which again shows us how different the EMH is. And this, I suppose this episode is good in that respect where it's talking about like the doctor and not being a well, human and necessarily having like the rights mm-hmm. that everyone else in the crew has and being stuck in that holodeck and not being appreciated as much. So um, the sick bay, sorry, and not being appreciated. So it's it's good in that respect in terms that there is character development for the emergency medical hormone. There is. Compared to like just a stupid holodeck romp. Yeah, I, I get mixed feelings about the doctor. Really? Didn't do I it just- for teenage Kennedy? No, <laughs> I mean for for multitudes of reasons, but also, um, like I'm I'm definitely an advocate to for you know basic human decency, right? Mm-hmm. Treating people as people and respecting their sovereignty and and all of that stuff. But the doctor wasn't a, a person; like he was an algorithm. He was an extremely complex algorithm, but he was a, he was he was a tool. And it's one thing to, you know, interact with that tool in a in a civil way, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that folks should have looked down at him or been cruel or anything like that. Um, but the the story arc of him trying to be a real boy, I was sick of because of data. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So at, at this point, I'm like, I am over the robot trying to gain humanity or the or the ai the the synthetic life trying to gain humanity thing Mm -hmm. um there is a little bit of a difference because like the emh perceives himself to have the humanity but he's trying to get other people to see it whereas data is the opposite he's trying to get it so there is a little difference i guess but i do get what you mean because you've had that with um 
Data. You had that in a way with Odo. You had it with the MH. Yeah. You have it with Seven. Yeah, I um, mm, if I were Janeway, talking about doing the right things the wrong way or the Janeway, <laughs> I would have I would have put an ensign on that. Okay, can you change this coding? Can you tweak this so this dude isn't as obsessed with gaining rights? So delete the way that, Lord, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not to not to get away with his like empathy protocols or anything like that. Like I don't want. Yes there to be you know a complication with i don't want anything to interfere with him being a, a good doctor especially since mm-hmm. he's the only one we got um but i would have been like which one of these subroutines can we <laughs> can we fuck with here which which one of these lines of coding can we change to make she him- was act she was actually looking at doing that yeah in the very beginning she should have she should have and wow. i believe kes is the one that brought to her attention that, yeah, he's not just a subroutine. He's not just a computer program. What the hell does Cass know? She's a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> She's two. She's dating Neelix. She has no idea of yeah, anything. She, she clearly, her her uh, cognitive abilities when it comes to interpersonal relationships, <laughs> at best. <laughs> what um, is the average age of a human female? Like eighty four, seventy nine to eighty, something like that. Okay, let's just go eighty. I don't want to think about those things. I'm too close. So I just, I just had this thing. So you know how Kess is two, and they said that like she's got to live to nine, right? Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. lived twenty two percent of her life. So -hmm. like twenty two percent of the life. In fact, no, at this page she's not even two because she has her second birthday. So twenty two percent of an average human female's life makes them like seventeen. So she's like 15 based on like a human. And she's fucking Neelix. Now I've just literally realized the fucking problem in this more so than just realizing, oh, she's two, but she doesn't live long. She literally has not lived long enough to even get past the age of a human. Yeah. So that element of Kess Kess is uh, controversial, right? Because one could argue that we're basing that perspective on human ideas and human social yes. constructs that perceive that type of age difference to be inappropriate. Um, and when you take under to consideration the fact that Ocampan's life spans are so much shorter, their maturity rates are going to be different than ours are physically, mm-hmm. psychologically, emotionally, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the visuals... Like, you're right. Like, what? You, sir, this is a child. <laughs> and she she does not know what the hell she's talking about. Don't tell me if my doctor is a person. Bitch, can, if, has you, huh, have you gotten your period yet? Then shut the hell up. <laughs> Don't tell me what I'm talking about. <laughs> my own damn tampons. <laughs> come back when you hit your elogium. Yes. <laughs> yes, which will be soon. You'll be eating dirt in no time. Mm-hmm, with, your, with your oily hands. Um, so then we have the, what I consider a creepy scene between the doctor and Freya. Now she's talking and she's basically like, is, and I think this is so unnecessary, but it's, oh, perhaps I can help you. It's like, wink, wink, you know where my bedroom oh, yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And just, she was talking just, about it being cold, yet she's barely wearing any clothes. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. She just, she just slid him the cooch real fast. She just slid it across <laughs> the table. She had it in a little envelope, right? She was classy about it, <laughs> but she's still... Slid it across the table just in case, you know, that subroutine got cold. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I just, the doctor I that always felt so like was super, 
Yeah, I always felt like the doctor came off as lecherous. That might not have always been the case, like, contextually in the story. Mm -hmm. But, and, and I don't know if this is just how I'm, you know, receiving Picardo's acting. That could be it as well, right? But he just always seemed a little lecherous towards statuesque blondes and i just it took me right out of it and i'm like this isn't the future god damn it we're supposed to be past this (laughs) (laughs) um so that scene is really i I agree with you on that it's like Mm. what 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 no stop you don't even have the parts sir to entertain oh maybe because she's photonic too Ah. but he hasn't made those upgrades yet but you can make it as big as you want it to be if it's if you're a hologram. You can just like change your subroutine and it's like, whoa, there's a big, <gasps> big chunk. He could have Klingon parts. Oh no, no, no not again. <laughs> not again. Oh, the amount of times I talk about Klingon penises is not healthy for my brain. Oh, you mean the backup dick? <laughs> yes, the backup dick. That that all of that came from the fucking me and Brandy. I think, uh, I, I think any species that comes with its own backup dick is okay by me. I don't know what the consensus is over here, but... I mean, yeah, I suppose it's like, oh, this one deflated. Move on. Yeah, right. right, right. It's like, oh, it's like, I haven't finished yet. Don't worry, I've got another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, gosh. Uh, so Grendel mm-hmm. noises oh. appear and the doctor looks at it and realizes that it's basically a piece of glowing spaghetti. And um, spaghetti monster. <laughs> it's like attacks it, and then or like I don't know, tries talking to it. I don't know what the fuck he does. I can't remember. I watched it last night, and I, it eats I his arm. Still remember, but it does. Yes, he comes back to the uh, EMH's sick bay without an arm, and I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I was trying to work out how they did it in the nineties, but whatever. But then, of course, they realise that it's sentient, or at least is some form of, like, intelligence in that life form. Now, what I think Janeway needs to do anytime she approaches a nebula, a star, a fucking <laughs> piece of spinach, she just needs to scan it and works out if it's sentient because the amount of time she fucks up and lets out some weird thing on her ship that's actually a Just hail it. Like, yeah. hey, anybody home? These are, these are things we can say now. With hindsight being twenty twenty, <laughs> yeah, but how many times has she gone into it though? She surely should. Even on the Albertani, she should have probably found some things like, oh, it's sentient. The same with um, the Enterprise, right? But or DS Nine. The amount of things that they've come across, it's like, oh, this is actually alive. Like, surely they should realize by now. Um, it was Voyager equipped with technology to be able to detect that kind of thing. It's a starship, <laughs> but it was it was but- the most advanced starship. It was the most advanced starship that had all the data and all of the information combined over how many centuries Starfleet and the Federation existed for that nook of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? You can have all of the maps. You can have a a phone with Google Maps. You can have another phone with your translator device. You can have all of the things that get you on your day-to-day in your immediate environment. But Mm -hmm. if you wind up on another part of the world in a country that not only doesn't speak your language, but doesn't even use the same alphabet as yours does. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no (laughs) Wi-Fi. You look completely different than everybody else. You can't even fucking blend and use context clues to get around. Like you're just going to start throwing things and see what sticks. (laughs) And (laughs) unfortunately in Janeway's case, that meant 
touching things without using gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Not sanitizing afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. And, you know, a clear addiction to coffee. Like, there was some substance abuse issues there that Janeway never properly got counseling for. Because I don't, Mm -hmm. I I love coffee too, but I'm not going to sacrifice my goddamn ship for a (laughs) cup of coffee. Like, I, what? Coffee in that nebula? I'd be like, ma'am, can, I'm sorry, can we, can we convene for like a hot second? Is it inappropriate for me to call a meeting? It is? Well, I'm going to formally, hey, Chakotay, I'm going to ask you to call a meeting since I can't do it directly. (laughs) I have, I have questions. I just want to know why we keep touching shit if home is that way. Why? Why do we keep touching shit? That's all I want to know. Exactly. <laughs> so, at this point, Belana and Tom are like, yeah, this thing's actually intelligent. And Janeway's like, guys, what's happening down there? But then when um, Belana says that they think it's a life showing life sign or life form properties, Janeway's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Didn't even occur again. to her. Didn't even fucking occur to her. It's like, it's just like science. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from chemistry and physics to biology. Right. Um, so she says to let it go, which is when it escapes, which is obviously the right thing to do. But then when she sees the sphere and she's like, what was that? That's when we needed Tuvok on the bridge to be like, Captain, you really shouldn't say that with junior officers around. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Because Mr. Tuvok, you know. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say that he's a wet weekend, but anyway, he's just—he's just a Vulcan on a human ship, man. He. Uh, so do we he, he would have been doing his job mm-hmm. by telling her, "Hey, don't say that shit in front of the under the underclassmen. They get nervous." Well, Edson Kim is, you know, away and in, in that thing. So who cares? Somebody um, else has to we- be on ops. Somebody's there. Seska. Oh wait, she's gone by now. Damn, pro- probably Ayala or something. Ayala's in security. Oh, is he? Oh, who else can we put on there? Oh, we should put the Delaney sisters. Oh, See how they can screw it up. Yeah, oh, Lord. Uh, do we <laughs> reckon that was the right thing to let it go? Probably. Yeah. 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 Deal. Yeah. Cool. So, oh, it's like they're so woefully underprepared for space, though. Like when you think about all the shit that goes wrong. They like go through all these years of the academy, and they're like, "Oh, oh, fuck!" But then I suppose it goes back to what you were saying about um, being in the different part of the world, etc. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you if your doctorate is in, uh, oh, geez, what am I what am I reaching for here? If your doctorate is in uh, Afro Latin Spanish. Right, and that's specific. That very specific (laughs) form of of the language, right? Because there's other influences there. Mm -hmm. If your doctorate is in a very specific form of linguistics, right? So you know how to study languages, you know how to operate in different cultures, Mm -hmm. and uh, your ass is in Dubai. How soon (laughs) before you can send me an email? You know what I mean, like. If I got all the shit, a good I need, way of looking at it. Yeah, if I've packed a lunch, you know, I've got my little knapsack, I've got everything I need, I've got provisions, I've got water, I've got extra socks, <laughs> a rain jacket, just in case. Um, all that's all well and good for this neighborhood, but if I get on a plane and go to Siberia, my rain jacket isn't going to do shit. 
<laughs> and I'm going to have a language barrier issue, not to mention being an American converting to um, the metric system like that. That's going to be mm-hmm. a whole learning curve in a different environment that either that I might have been theoretically prepared for, but in practice was not prepared yeah. for. I think everybody that graduated from the academy was theoretically prepared to deal with an impromptu deep space mission. Um, but no, there was no class. On the Delta Quadrant before Voyager, you know, no one said, "Hey, that first couple light years gonna be rough. Make sure you got some yeah. extra bio packs." Because <laughs> the travel guide says Kazons are dicks. You know, like yeah. there's none of that. Um, but it probably does say, "Do not beam stars on board." Probably. <laughs> who who knows? You know, um, there are certain things. You'll write that chapter. Do not beam stars aboard. May have glowing yeah. spaghetti. <laughs> there are definitely some things that I I give voyager some leeway on um for the for that reason alone but then there are some things that i'm like girl just go home stop Mm -hmm. talking to people stop helping people like you've hacked the borg you stole a (laughs) drone just go home just go home just go home stop touching shit stop stop. (laughs) put it back put it back god damn it Every time we come in here, you got to touch shit. Stop touching shit. <laughs> came in here to refuel these isolated chips and go. You don't have to science everything, Janeway. Not everything is your problem, Kathy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I just see Tuvok being like, now, when we go into the store, don't to touch anything. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me for shit. Don't touch shit. Don't look at shit. I'm getting the stylithium and we are getting back in the ship. Do you understand me? <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's Janeway pouting. But it's not, what is science? That's nebula. I've never seen a binary nebula. Who has binary nebulas, Tuvok? Apparently, the Delta Quadrant. We know this now. Let's just go. Look with your eyes, not with your hands. Not with your hands. Oh, my gosh. My grandmother used to tell us that. <laughs> I tell my topic that all the time. Is your, mm-hmm. is your grandmother Tuvok? <laughs> nah, she was She was entirely... Nah, Grammy was spicier than Tuvok is. Nah, I feel... Grammy would have... She would have... Oh, no. That would have been a much quicker trip if my grandmother <laughs> was a security <laughs> officer. Let me tell you. There would have been mutiny day one. First of all, I'm not taking these raggedy-ass Maquis on the ship. I don't know what you thought it was, but we're just going to have to make do without them because they're not to be trusted. One, I don't two, know where they've been. <laughs> I don't know these people. <laughs> where are their credentials? Do they have any? Then No, they're not on my fucking ship. Um, secondly, she would have been like, oh, no, we closing this goddamn door. I don't know these uncompen motherfuckers. <laughs> we closing this shit. Bye. Sorry, I hate hate to leave you like this, but I am going to leave you like this. <laughs> oh, oh man, beautiful. I love it. <laughs> oh god, shortest season ever. <laughs> um, back in the holodeck, um, the doctor is carrying around his talisman, which is just a lantern with the spaghetti lights in it. Unforth is more dumb and annoying things to say, and Brienne of Tarth gets killed by Unforth. Um, and I, I actually, to be honest, as much as I call her Brienne of Tarth, I actually really liked the character of Freya. I, I thought she was cool, even though she had that silly scene, you know, where she propositioned the Doctor. Um, but the scene, <laughs> and I've, I'll read you verbatim what I've written. This scene where she dies was good, until she says, farewell, Schweitzer. Because I've spent this whole episode now thinking of him as Snitchel, 
So I just giggled uncontrollably and it's like, farewell, schnitzel, farewell. <laughs> so I just couldn't handle that scene. We then go to him talking to Grendel and he sets the baby light free and the baby light goes off to the big light of spaghetti. And then we live happily ever after. Spaghetti Prime! Spaghetti Prime. (laughs) 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 Baby baby Spaghetti goes to Spaghetti Prime. Exactly right. Then, yes, everything's all happy. Go back to Sick Bay. The doctor gets debriefed. He doesn't want to keep the name Schnitzel because it's a dumb Schnitzel. But to be honest, if they actually called him Lord Schnitzel for the rest of the season, I would be totally down with that. Mm-hmm. Just not Schweitzer. But they'd schnitzel. have to use the Lord part or else it wouldn't work. It has to be Lord Schnitzel. You can't just yeah. call someone a Schnitzel. Hey, Schnitzel, come here. You, you can't but do when- that. But Lord Schnitzel, say, like, excuse me, my Lord. It's like your Schnitzel's hanging out. Would it be Dr. Lord Schnitzel? Lord Dr. Schnitzel. Yeah, Dr. Lord. Whatever way around <laughs> it goes, it works. It works. It's either that or they can call him the emergency medical hormone. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, and uh, we've uh, reached the end of that episode. I'll, uh, being the guest, Kennedy, I'll let you go yes. with your final thoughts on the episode before we reveal where we've ended up with. Um, <clears throat> fucking Beowulf, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, ugh. other than that, I mean, I think we've, I think we've pretty much hit the nail on the head. You know, well, obviously the most. <laughs> Yeah, fucking Beowulf and and everything that we've we've said so far about removing the most likely crew members to figure it out early <laughs> to to stretch it out and and give us something to give a shit about when it comes to this weird ass lecherous ass ornery ass horny ass doctor. Um, I'm gonna like I said, I'll, I'll give Janeway the leeway to mm-hmm. fumble the ball a couple times, but she did hold on to it she regained possession of it and eventually you know did the 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 ethical thing um she just went about it the jane way i see what you did there (laughs) what about you suzanne i like the episode i know you don't but get over it too bad this is the best my words to you it was fun it was the doctor's way of getting out of sickbay which he's always fucking stuck in so yeah. it was nice seeing him. I'll give it that. In a different environment and having his first kiss. <sighs> Look, there's so many things about this episode <laughs> that I just don't like. <laughs> I love how both me and Liam cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to Liam cringing all the time. <laughs> the The episode just had had a good few things of like the Doctor's development. I, I, I totally get what you're saying about the Doctor being a bit funny, though, in it. And Beowulf, fuck Beowulf. It's just, it's just pointless. It is a long ass poem. They could have just, they could have any other like decent bit. They could have had the rhyme of the ancient mariner and like. Why not something Klingon? Oh my god! Yeah, give me one of them Klingon operas we keep talking about and never really hearing any of. More than a couple bars. Give me Mm. a um. uh, A Klingon romance. A a, a Bajoran uh, political drama. Give me a. Um, Vulcan smut piece. I don't know, like a Bolian house party. <gasps> oh my god, that could be interesting. That would be a that would be a lot. Holy shit! <laughs> that's a that's a BYO kind of situation <laughs> because 
they can handle more acidic things than we can. I'm not mm-hmm. drinking anything a Bolian has made. <laughs> Fuck no. Bolian I like- could be a bit woofed. Nope, I like my innards, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Stick to my flask. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, so the episode was done. But... <laughs> Sorry, like, like, of all of these... All the episodes that we've done of this show, Suzanne, this has been literally like, I don't want to watch this episode. Oh, I don't want to watch this episode. And now it's my turn to be like, I don't want to watch this episode. And Suzanne likes it. <laughs> you ain't got the opposite opinions. I mean, next week, next fortnight's episode is Cathexis, and I literally have no idea what happened in that episode. So it's going to be... Oh, we get we get more European period drama. Oh, is this the beginning of the dress? Is it? Is this the beginning of the, be. of the the she's Victorian? She's a governess. Yeah, oh, she's Lord, a governess. it's Janeway oh. Eyre. Oh, oh, no, no. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Oh, oh what do you mean? You're not, you're not overly enthusiastic about antiquated uh, European no. dramas about I, privilege and wealth? And I love Downton Abbey and I love Bridgerton, <laughs> but Captain Catherine Janeway in Bridgerton doesn't go. <laughs> hey, someone... <laughs> someone Neglected to tell Mulgrew that, because uh, that's your girl's jam right there. Give her a hoop skirt and she is about that life. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like, Lady Janeway. <clears throat> so we have the results are we've got mm-hmm. two marks against the right way. We've got two marks against the wrong way. And we've got one mark against the Janeway. Which means you've got a tie between right way and wrong way. Which means you have to decide. And that decision as to whether it's the right way or the wrong way will have to defer to Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Being the what, guest. What, was, what were the wrong ways? Hold on. Let's review notes here. Now I feel... <laughs> review notes? Okay. So. Oh, no, no, no. Sending her, her top officers into a thing before knowing what the thing was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. And, All right. Um, Touching and the thing without knowing what the thing was. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's two. The right thing was letting the thing live. Yep. The right thing was sending the most suitable officer on me way mission, which is the emergency medical hormone. No, that was the Janeway. That was a Jan- that was the Janeway one sending it because she's just didn't have no choice. That was the Janeway. The other right thing was um, I wrote it down. Janeway wanting to analyze the stuff that Chakotay and like wanting to do more science based on the stuff that they got from their tricorders in the holodeck. Mm, okay. All right. All right. All right. And then, um, yeah, the Janeway was the sending the doctor because she had no fucking choice. She's like, oh, I'll just send them all. I, I would say it's her choice to send the doctor that would would split the tie, mm-hmm. right? The fact that that is the, the Janeway um, mm-hmm. because her ingenuity ultimately ended up being a benefit for the mission itself, or at least yes. the episode. Um, had, had that ingenuity ended up in flames, then... <laughs> Then maybe not. Um, but seeing as how we got everybody back in one piece, um, I'm going to say she did things uh, hmm, the right way. You With, go the right she, way? Went, she did the right thing the Jane way. <laughs> so it's, it's almost like uh, we'll take a half a mark away there and we'll put half a mark onto right and then we're <laughs> the right <laughs> Okay. There we go. <laughs> we got another episode where she's actually done things the right way. Shocking. Ooh. I know. Well, we just come off of a Janeway episode with State of Flux. So. Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us. 
Yay, thanks for having me. This is great. I um was not upset that we got our wires crossed on which episode to watch, because all it did was force me to go back and, and watch, you know, more Voyager. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a few years since I've done a rewatch of the entire series. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going back and watching episodes like that is a nice little refresher course. The Delta Quadrant saga, as I call it. (laughs) (laughs) So where can we find you on the internet and where you do all your shit and all of that? Um, where I do all my shit. I don't know if you want to find that. No, I'm kidding. Um, you can <laughs> I would, find I would me. I hope it's a toilet if you're going down right? that route. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> on the internet, you can find my various podcasts uh, across all the streaming platforms at this point. Um, uh, the first big one is Black Tribbles. That's at blacktribbles.com. All the social media at Black Tribbles. Uh, it is a... Um, a glimpse into is an exploration into geek culture through the lens of the black perspective. So mm-hmm. we talk about all of the geeky things, uh, not as much Trek as even though our name kind of implies that um, we talk about that and everything else. So if you like just your general purpose nerdery, check out black tribbles um, for the womanist perspective on track. You can check me out at women at warp um, and all that social media at women at warp. Um, Good, good stuff. And then my baby, my my child, my 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 progeny podcast. Your your away team. Yeah, this is my Adira. That's how that's how much I love your away team. That's my Adira. I will fucking kill you over Adira. That's how I feel about your away team. Um, Your away team is is a focused look on Star Trek through the lens of the cosmic African diaspora. It's myself. And my co-host playing two Starfleet temporal personnel officers, where we analyze uh, different episodes through that lens. Nice. Okay. So, and that's that was called your away track. Your away team. Oh, your away team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your away team. If you want to follow me, I'm on both Instagram and Twitter at that Mikey chick. That's that M I K E Y C H I C K. Uh, don't act up in my comments because I will drag you publicly and then block you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's great talking about Janeway and Voyager without having to defend her right to exist because the fandom gets a little weird when it comes to yeah Voyager and Janeway, and I just you know try not to interfere or interact with underdeveloped civilizations and individuals as per the prime directive like i earned these pips but sometimes you just pow zoom through the moon you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) thank you for tuning in to us on the janeway we really appreciate all of you who listen to us talk about voyager and a very special thank you to kennedy for joining us today we would also love it if you subscribed and gave us all of the stars and leave us a review because as I've already said, I really do love reading those reviews, especially when you're like choking on shit and like just making cool <laughs> cartoons about some of the things we say. I loved that magic school bus cartoon. That was the best. I, love I that. can't, I have to, I can't remember the, the handle's name. So I have to give you a shout out because it was amazing. At Sky LXRK says, S-A-Y-S. So it's at Sky L-X-R-K-S-A-Y-S. I'm sure it means something, but I don't know because I'm a nerd. But yeah, no. <laughs> Bloody awesome cartoon. I love it. And if you haven't seen it, Kennedy, here it is. Oh my 
God, that is so fucking accurate. <laughs> That's pretty rad. Yes. You have to send me that. I'll, I'll, um, I'll tag you in it right now. Um, yes, so thank you for that. Uh, Suzanne, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me doing another podcast called Boldly Go, a Strange New Worlds podcast with my friend Brandy Jackala. You can find me on Twitter at either kjaneway 8 or stained sass, where you will see some of my geeky stained glass Star Trek creations. And Liam, where can we find you? Elsewhere on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at LS74656. If I don't get shitted off with some of the crap that I see on Twitter. So sometimes <laughs> I just ignore it. And sometimes I don't. It just depends on what my mood is for that day. But I second that you have to look at at stained sass because Suzanne's creations are fucking awesome. They are amazing. She made a Mia Batleth out of stained glass. So, <gasps> what? Yes. What? Look! Oh, oh that's so freaking cool! Just remember to follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore Way, and on our Facebook listeners group, The Nexus. Until next time, remember to keep doing things not the right way, not the wrong way, but the Jane way. Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Her First Trek, a Star Trek Preview Podcast. I really enjoyed the parts on the planet when, you know, after it had been like, destroyed, like yeah. when everyone had died on there, because oh, I yeah. just thought like the set and the lighting and the way they were sort of moving through the destroyed buildings and stuff, mm-hmm. I just thought that was really cool. It looked cool. And it was spooky. And I think I've thought this since I was a child watching this. I think it did feel like they were in a place where people had just been, like, mm. eviscerated. It had feelings of Pompeii. I was just going to say Pompeii. Hmm. Yeah. Or, like, a concentration camp. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Just that feeling of, like, there is just loads of death around you. You mm. can't even see all of it. But horrible, mm. horrible things have happened there. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Star Podlog, the classic science fiction and fantasy podcast. Well, and, and it's amazing read, reading that description of the movie, because if I was going to write a description of Star Wars, that's not exactly what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, but yeah, yeah, it's neat to go back and read these and you're going, wow, that's just, you know, they, they don't really make it sound as exciting there, but they still, I mean, they make it look like, yeah, you want to see it, but, but not for, for those reasons exactly. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, Starbase 1, the Star Trek Online podcast. I don't really think that's a good idea. I order you to do it right now. Warning, the structural integrity field has collapsed. This is Admiral Quinn. You will be assigned to Starbase 1. Welcome to Starbase 1.
I'm Colin. I'm Admiral Aaron. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. Starbase One is a dedicated Star Trek Online podcast. If you're a first-time listener, hello. If you're a dedicated decade listener and you've been wondering where the hell we are, we're back. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.